This is Single Threaded. I'm Jen Creighton. Individual contributor or engineering manager. It used to be that you had to pick between those two career tracks. But these days, you're actually able to try out one track and then maybe switch back. In fact, my guest today did that. Lauren Tan is on the React data team at Facebook, but she used to be an engineering manager at Netflix, and she has a lot of experience with what it's like to be both an engineering manager and an IC. So that's what we talked about. I picked her brain on all the different responsibilities between the two roles, what it feels like to be an engineering manager versus individual contributor, and how you know you're even doing well at either of those jobs. It's a really interesting conversation, and if you're struggling with where you want to go, which track you want to be on, you really need to listen to this episode. I'm super excited to have you here because you're going to give me so much information on a topic I'm really interested on, which is going from IC to engineering manager back to IC. Yep. I have so many <laughs> questions. It was a fun journey. So walk me through just initially how you became an engineering manager in the first place. We went a couple of years ago. So I started at Netflix as a software engineer and I was part of a team within the studio organization. So we were building internal tools for people in production. So like your people who are filming movies and TV shows. Rather, unfortunately, the manager was reporting to at the time got let go. And so this was about a year or so, a year and a half or to two years in initial Actually, I was devastated because like I really liked this manager. I thought they were really passionate about they were really supportive and I took the decision like really hard. And so but after the my manager got let go, um, the director of the organization came and set up a one-on-one -on -one with me just to see how I was doing. But at the end of the conversation also said, hey, you know, like in our I had a one-on-one -on -one with him pretty regularly because at the time I was pretty interested in management like I didn't think I would do it at that point in my career but I was just interested in learning more just to find out what it was about so he approached me and said hey you know we've been having a lot of these discussions and the conversations we've been having have led me to believe that you could be a good person to grow and stretch and you know try on the role of a manager and originally I was like there's no way I could do this, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had like massive imposter syndrome. I didn't have a computer science background. And so obviously never done any management before. So it was very scary, but I took a week to, to think about it. And the thing that really gave me the confidence to give it a try was firstly, lots of conversations with colleagues who, you know, gave me their really brutal and honest opinions. And also some writing from another engineer. Her name is Charity Majors. And she wrote really great articles on her thoughts on, you know, whether you should try the management track or say on the IT track. And after reading a lot of those articles and just, you know, weighing all of the different opinions my colleagues had, I thought this doesn't seem like an irreversible decision. Like it doesn't mean that if I become a manager, it's forever if I turn out to hate it. So I thought I'm going to give it a try and see what happens. But at the end of two years, I told myself, or sorry, I mean, when I started the, when I took on the role, I told myself at the end of, after two years, I wanted to reevaluate just to see, you know, was it still the job? 
job that I thought it would be? Is it like my dream job? And if it wasn't, then I would have to make a change. I think it's really important that if you want to try out an engineering manager role, as opposed to an individual contributor in IC, that you have the ability to switch back. Because I think a lot of people get trapped into thinking it is going to be a permanent change. Did you get a lot of support when you were thinking about this role change that you would be able to go back to your IC role if you really wanted to? Was Netflix very flexible with that? You know, actually, when I when I took on the role, I don't think that topic came up very much because maybe I felt like it was kind of weird to have a discussion immediately on going back, like before I had even taken on the role. Yeah, already just being like, right, oh, exactly. this might <laughs> Do not, I like, have an escape, you know, an escape, escape hatch? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think I didn't bring it up at the time, but it was certainly something that I kept in the back of my mind. But I did know, like, certainly at Netflix, it was pretty common occurrence for people to, you know, try out management and then go back to being an IC if it didn't work for them. And that was also, not, like, another data point that helped me make that decision. I realized it just wasn't, like, an irreversible decision. It wasn't a door that I would close and would you know could never open again yeah you also said that you wanted to learn more about what engineering management was about before you took on that role and you actually did engineering management what did you think the role was and then how did that change after you got into the role i think i, I definitely had a lot of misconceptions about what managers did as i think most people do if you yes. haven't done it before so when at the time i was still an engineer i was i had the informal role of like a, te a tech lead on my team which sort of gave me the maybe the false confidence that oh like it's, it's going to be very similar um, you know and I thought I was doing a good job of balancing you know attending meetings and you know doing code reviews and writing code and you know mentoring the other engineers on my team so I thought it was going to be like pretty much the same thing but I soon quickly realized like hey actually if I'm the manager and if I'm spending a lot of time on coding then maybe I'm not maybe I'm not giving enough time to actually support the people on my team and that was a realization I had really early on that yes, I could certainly jump in there and start solving things and, you know, like fixing problems. But that also meant that I was denying an opportunity to someone on my team to go stretch themselves and learn something new. So none of it was like super surprising. I had read a couple of books. I think Camille Fournier has written a really good book called The Manager's Path. And so that gave me a rough sense of like what to expect. But I think it was definitely still very surprising going into the role and just seeing how different it was. And oh, actually the other thing that was really surprising and difficult to deal with was just how much hiring and people-related decisions that you have to make that you probably are not exposed to at all as an engineer. So, you know, like, sometimes you might see your manager just disappear and, like, I don't even know what my manager does. But <laughs> <laughs> and you think they're just, like, slacking off or goofing off, but the reality is, like, they might be doing a lot of, you know, people-related um, administrative-type work that's really important and not very glamorous. And I think that's something that I certainly didn't have a lot of exposure into. So it was definitely very eye-opening, like, oh, your team's getting, like, one headcount, so you now need to spend some time hiring. And I was like, okay, never done it before, but we'll give it a try. And I spent so much time on LinkedIn, on reaching out to people in my network, trying to get them excited about interviewing with my team. It was just so time-consuming that I soon realized, like, you know, given how important it was, I felt like it was such an important decision picking who would be a good person to bring, you know, different 
perspectives to the team, different skills, different backgrounds that I felt like I had to focus mostly on that. So I very quickly realized like as a manager, if I'm spending a lot of my time in the weeds of you know writing code, doing code, a lot of technical code reviews, then I was missing on other opportunities to you know improve the diversity of my team, improve the performance of my team, unblock my team. And it was that realization over the you know like my first year of management that really was very eye-opening, and I learned so many lessons in that first year. I'm sure it's so funny. You're like I didn't know what an like what is my manager doing all day. I have had that question to be honest with you. I think only in the past maybe two years, I actually asked an engineering manager, what do you do all day? Because I just didn't know. I didn't think they were <laughs> slacking. I knew their meeting, the calendar, like their calendar was full of meetings, but I didn't really understand what was going on. Do you think this is an area that we could be maybe more transparent with our, with ICs about? Like, this is actually what your time is like, here's your pie chart of engineering manager responsibilities. This is what they're actually doing during the day. I definitely think it helps because not even specifically for, you know, um, just sharing what you do all day to day. But I think the meta thing here that I found really valuable when I was a manager was just being really honest with your team. I think this is where, you know, like lots of different managers will have like different styles and different approaches to how they deal with these types of things. But for me personally, I tried to default to just being honest. So like, other managers may, may feel like, oh, I need to like shield my team from all this like stuff that's just distracting. And I think to some extent that's probably true. Like you don't really want, you don't necessarily want your team to like worry like, oh, you know, like we're not, our team is not doing well this year and we may need to like cut a position or something. You don't necessarily want to have the stress of that on your team. But at Netflix, I think it was always encouraged that at managers be just really honest with your team and share context and not try to control the team by withholding that context. So that often meant, you know, having these like really difficult, hard conversations where I would often just not really have an answer and I felt so bad like am I just burdening my team with problems that I have to solve and you know I felt really conflicted about doing things like that but I soon realized you know that the engineers on my team were also very supportive and they had really great ideas that I could follow up with so I think for me personally I would encourage managers to share as much as you can like obviously there are things like I don't know if someone's not performing well maybe that those are like there's obviously privacy considerations to take into account but where you can I I'd say like default to sharing context, not control, because, you know, chances are your team, if you've done a good job of hiring, then, you know, you have team members who are very mature, they can handle, you know, that kind of information for themselves instead of basically you trying to like withhold information from them. So that's kind of like how I think about it. I think defaulting to sharing where appropriate. Yeah, I love getting context from my engineering manager. It's one of the things over the course of my career that I've learned is what my engineering manager is there for for to give me more context and more information and that I can ask them questions and that it's a two-way relationship. It's been a learning process over my career. Now, you talked about difficult conversations. One of the reasons that earlier in my career, I decided I didn't want to ever go into engineering management was because I got a little bit of a glimpse into some of the stress factors and difficult things they had to deal with. And quite honestly, it seems like a position that you need a lot of emotional fortitude to get through some of the stuff you have to go through. And it can be very full of very big ups and downs. How accurate is that sort of perception? 
I think it's highly accurate, especially depending on the company. Like at Netflix, the makeup of the team, the composition of the team, like who you hire on the team and who gets let go on the team is a decision that the manager of the team has sole discretion on. So whereas I think other companies, maybe like that is given to a central like HR function and Netflix it was more about, you know, the manager should decide. So I certainly felt a lot of decisions that I had to make were kind of like really difficult in that situation. Like I've had to let go a couple of people, you know, in my time as a manager and the those were never easy. You never want to surprise the person that, you know, like their job is going to be cut, you know, but at the same time, you also want to give them lots of feedback so that they understand the nature of the situation. They can, you know, have, they have time to actually make, you know, improvements and things like that. It's just really difficult because you still have to, especially if you're a really empathetic person and, you know, you, you kind of sympathize, you can kind of feel what others feel, then you have this tendency or, you know, urge to kind of put yourself in that person's shoes. And and, you know, like when you're having that difficult conversation on the day of and telling that person, hey, we're meeting today because today's your last day. That is so hard to do. It's really hard. Obviously, it's extremely hard for the person hearing the news, but it's also really difficult for an, an empathetic person because you kind of have to like shut that away, that part of yourself away for a bit to be in the moment in that conversation and deliver the news in an honest and thoughtful and sensitive way to the person that is, you know, being let go and giving them time to process it. So it's really difficult. I think that's part of why I, you know, over the two years I spent as a manager, I started feeling like, I feel like it was really difficult because I couldn't be myself anymore. Because I felt like I had to suppress a lot of my own, like very, like I tend to, you know, be a very empathetic person. So it just felt like I was being a little bit dishonest with myself, even though, you know, sometimes you feel like the decision is, was the right one. It still doesn't make it any easier. And it was just very something I didn't want to keep going through and it was part of the reason why I uh, eventually made the decision that I want to go back to be an IC and do engineering work instead. Yeah, I can imagine that those types of days where you had to deal with that were maybe some of the worst days of being an engineering manager. I've been really curious the difference between what good days and bad days look like if you're on the engineering manager track or the IC track. My thought is that the IC track would involve less emotional you would need more emotional fortitude to go with the bad days on the engineering manager track because you're so affecting another person. Tell me more. Yeah, I think one really big lesson I learned pretty quickly in my first year of management was how disconnected I was from the decision-making process, if you will, and the proximity to that tight feedback loop that you're very used to as an engineer. So like, I think one of the things that a lot of people get really excited by, you know, when they're writing code is this feeling of near instantaneous feedback, right? It's so addictive and people chase performance because it's such an addictive feeling to type something on your keyboard and then boom, the results show immediately and you can learn and quickly iterate and all that. But as a manager, like that just goes completely away. That's like that one of the first things you start really like, oh, I don't have that instant feedback loop anymore. And so that makes it really difficult because it's funny you say like, you know, what, what does a good day look like? Because as a manager, sometimes you like, I don't actually even know what a good day looks like. <laughs> and the reason for that is because decisions take are much more abstract, right? And it's like kind of how you see things. You can see it as a win, you can see it as a loss. It just becomes so subjective, whereas with engineering, it's often very tangible, right? You know, you wrote a piece of code, you shipped it, the performance of the application increased by 20%. That's very objective. Like no one can take that away. But if I hired somebody like really great on the team, obviously that, you know, I feel really great on that day. But whether they continue and actually realize that potential 
potential of being successful is also something that I have to work to help support them over the the years and so like you know everything just becomes so drawn out for me like a lot of the times when I had really good days were when my team had good days and like you know they were successful or when I had a particularly good conversation with someone on my team who maybe opened up with to me a little bit more than they had before and that felt that made me feel like oh you know they are starting to trust me and that's really awesome an awesome feeling but the wins are I guess not as many or not as obvious I would say so as a manager you kind of have to just learn to even those little small wins start celebrating them and I think like one actually helpful thing is making sure you call out like really awesome and positive things that you see your team members doing and celebrate their wins and in a way that you know that, that also makes you feel happy because you know like hey I am supporting these uh, people on my team they're doing really great your joy becomes through you know living vicariously through your engineers almost it's just more abstract I would say so you have to be prepared for a more abstract longer process not such quick feedback with code you really have to I think change your mindset then about what is a good day and what is a bad day like you said mm -hmm, exactly so I don't have kids but a lot of the manager colleagues I had often described uh, you know management a little bit like parenting and I think with parenting it's also kind of similar you know there's a lot of long-term things because like your kid obviously doesn't grow up immediately like you know it takes a while for them to to get to that level but the daily decisions that you make and the little small wins go a long way and so you just learn to celebrate these like less tangible things and learn to deal and be more resilient to the days where you just feel like you didn't get anything done because actually to be honest like I think the large majority of my days as a manager I often felt like what am I what did I accomplish today <laughs> I had like lots of meetings I talked to a bunch of people I didn't really get anything done really I didn't write anything now I didn't write any code <laughs> so a lot of days I've just felt like am I adding any value here and I think those are the rough days for me where, where I just felt like oh my what, what am I even doing and just feeling kind of like useless but paradoxically I also think like I think if you're doing a good job as a manager it can sometimes feel like hey what am I actually doing here <laughs> it's, it's actually a good thing I think it's something to be to yearn for because you know it, it means that your team is operating super well you know they have all the context they need to be successful they're like well supported nothing is blocking them and actually frees up your time to think about more different things like hey like you know is the is the team structure set up right you know are we having conversations with the right teams or are we do we have the right priorities relative to the other organizations in the team later in my in my career as a manager I started thinking more in that sense I was like all right now that I have gotten the team to this point how do I put myself out of a job <laughs> that was basically my second year as a manager I was like trying to think hmm how do I scale myself because my team was getting really big yeah but yeah that was like the evolution of my philosophy there yeah another big mind like shift but in a little bit of a different sense what we're talking about like what you did on the job and and your actual like you know work life but did changing from an IC to an engineering manager have any changes on your personal life did you find for instance that you needed to de-stress in different ways that you hadn't before absolutely so like one of the main reasons why I was attracted to the software engineering and career path in the first place was this notion of like you know that instant feedback of building something of you know I've always been like a very artistic person like I love drawing I love painting I love art I love writing and the meta thing I started to realize was like programming was kind of like that it was a very creative activity and that feeling where you go you stare at an empty screen and a couple hours later you have something that works and you know other people can use to do something really valuable for them it's such an amazing feeling and um, I certainly 
miss that a lot. I think that was like the biggest thing I probably missed going from engineer to manager. So I found myself actually really stressed and probably that was like maybe an indication that I was in the wrong role because my way of distressing was like I just felt like I, I don't want to get too rusty with my programming skills because I, I love it so much. So I was gonna, after work, I would just, you know, work on side projects. I would apply and do a technical conference talks just to make sure I kept my skills sharp and I don't forget how to code. But that meant that I was burning myself out because I would go to work, I would you know deal with all this very abstract things that you know, that are kind of difficult to deal with already. And then at the end of the day, I would like feel like ah now I need to go and code because I, I didn't want to get rusty. So I think I certainly when I when I compare you know now it's been almost a year since I, I left management and and went back to the IC track. I compare myself now to a couple of years ago as a manager, and I just it's just remarkable like how much less stressed I am and how much I can actually enjoy my free time and not feel like I need to do a second job, really. Mm -hmm. I hear you too on the creativity aspect because before I was an engineer, I was a creative writing major and I was writing all my life and I love creating things. It's why I got into this field. When you're building an application, you literally are world building just in a little bit of a different sense. And when I've been in very stressful roles, I have found that the natural creativity that I would still have after hours to do something else that would be playful really just died down and it really affected my ability to de-stress myself calm myself replenish myself sounds like that's what you were going through as well when you realized and I guess this this helped you realize right this was maybe time to move on from this role maybe it wasn't the right fit for you let's talk a little bit more about that decision so well I mean hopefully I haven't I feel like I've kind of spoken a lot about maybe the less exciting parts of management but I also want to highlight that you know there were actually a lot of parts that I did enjoy having those you know honest conversations with people on my team and helping them grow and become more successful and then watching them you know go from someone who was maybe not very sure of themselves to you know being way more successful way more confident was such a great feeling as well I think the maybe the some of the cons certainly outweighed the pros there and so in terms of the decision making it came down to that promise I, I gave myself this arbitrary two-year limit of you know just really sitting there and evaluating, would I be okay doing this for another two years? And I was partly inspired by this Netflix show. I think it was, it's called Tidying Up or something with, or with Marie Kondo. Um, you know, like, does it spark joy? And it's kind of funny. Like, I mean, she had a Netflix show, but I think I was sort of inspired by that. I was like, hmm, does my job spark joy? <laughs> I mean, like, what is the emotion that I feel when I think about going to work? And I think at the Tokyo Mark, it just felt very, it just felt very murky. Like, I just wasn't sure. And I think knowing that I wasn't actually sure whether or not it was a good fit was probably a sign it wasn't a good fit. So I just started, you know, looking at alternatives and thinking about hmm if I did go back to engineering like first of all like you know it's it's not a demotion going from manager to, to engineer but you know like would I be able to take those lessons that I learned as a manager and apply them as an IC I think the thing that really gave me a lot of courage was like hey I started evaluating like some of the things I was doing as a manager and just start to, just started to think like hmm, what are some of the enjoyable parts that I enjoy and what are the parts I dislike and if I become an IC can I still do some of those things that I enjoy and I realized hey actually the larger majority of the things that I like doing as a manager, you know, coaching, sponsoring, encouraging people, you know, talking and, and um, understanding 
the pro and problems and connecting people together. Those are like, why did I have to be a manager to do those things? Literally, the only like authority I guess the manager has that an engineer does not is just the ability to hire and fire someone. Ultimately, it just came down to that for me. And so I realized, oh, and funnily enough, like the hiring and firing stuff was the part I didn't like. So I just started like, oh, you know what? I I could totally become an engineer again, but not let these lessons that I have learned as a manager go to waste. In fact, I can use them to become someone who raises and lifts the ability of, of other people on their team. And so it started getting me actually really excited again about my work because I was like, oh, you know, like I can actually use this to help others while also doing the, the technical work that I enjoy. It felt like a win-win situation. Over the, the couple of like weeks and months and conversations that I had, I, I just got a lot of confidence that, again, this was also a, a not an irreversible decision. If I really, I don't know, maybe something in me had changed permanently and I would go back to be an engineer and hate it, that I could still go back. And so I realized that, yeah, it was not really a permanent thing, so I could, you know, go and give it a try again. Definitely, I did feel a lot of hesitation as well. So it wasn't just all smooth sailing because, you know, two years away from programming full-time is quite a long time. You know, obviously there are things you don't forget, but there's also, you know, especially with front-end, like, things change a lot. Oh, and, yes. Um, uh, you, you, you feel like maybe your knowledge is just not as up-to-date as it used to be. So there was just definitely some hesitation, like, hmm, have I lost my edge here? Have I lost, have I forgotten how to code? And, but fortunately, I, you know, it, it soon came back once I started uh, doing it again. But yeah, there was, it was just really the realization that I could do the things that I enjoyed as a manager, even as an IC that gave me that courage to make the transition back. Yeah, you bring up some very good points. One that I really want to emphasize is that if you go from IC to engineering manager, it's not a promotion. And if you go back, it's not a demotion. They're two completely different roles. The other thing I want to emphasize that you're talking about is that going into that role, deciding you wanted to go back was not a waste of your time. You got a lot of valuable insight and information that you then wanted to apply when you went back to being an IC. Tell me a little bit more about some of the things that have changed about being an IC. I see now that you've been an engineering manager. Yeah, I think the biggest difference is very early on in my career, like out of college, I started a startup with my friend. At the time, I kind of I knew a little bit of JavaScript and HTML and CSS because I was really interested in it in high school. Initially, as I was learning programming during those days, I felt like, oh, this is a really interesting career because I don't have to talk to anyone. I can just sit <laughs> in my keyboard and, and just, you know, type stuff and make cool, cool stuff. Uh, happen on a computer I and that, that was <laughs> thought too <laughs> exactly yeah it was it was a very 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 incorrect misconception and fortunately i was able to course correct and realize that, oh you know this is not actually true but i think to some extent that's even more true i think now because i've realized i think the key realization i have is my impact as an engineer is not purely the output of the code that i write i mean if i wanted to i could sit at a keyboard and just write out a lot of code but it doesn't necessarily always translate into a ton of impact for example Maybe you're missing contexts that have given you information to pursue the correct solution, even though what you've come up with is technically correct, but maybe it doesn't satisfy what the business wants, then you're actually in a worse position. But I, yeah, I think it was that realization that my output was just not about, just not purely about the code. So it made me start to think about, okay, what are other ways that I can not only be impactful, but also help others in my team and other teams be impactful. And so nowadays I try to, to 
budget my time uh, so that you know I spend time talking to different teams, uh, understanding like their plans and their priorities, and working on like React server components. If you've anyone listening has heard of it or oh, has think, not heard I of it, I think they have heard. <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> we did a demo a while ago. So it was fantastic. It yeah, but you know, trying to understand like how different teams are thinking about adopting tools like this is really helpful, and so you don't get into this problem of having too much tunnel vision and building these kind of very academic solutions, if you will, or like solutions that are in search of a problem. And I think that often happens when you silo yourself too much and, you know, you come up with all these like really over-engineered abstractions that, you know, like it was very impressive to other engineers, but when it comes down to it, does it actually help the your, your company be more successful? hard to say. I think that was the biggest realization is, again, like my impact is not just, you know, my own. It's not just the code. It's also the people on my team, the other people in other teams. If I can make everyone around me more effective, that's also like being really impactful. So I try to find a balance in, in my work. Uh, I find it very rewarding that I can, I, I have the ability to do that. It's a very valuable point, too, that your work is not tied to just your code output. It's funny because I did a recording with uh, Crystal Martin a couple of weeks back where that was sort of our central theme of the conversation was how much engineers want to tie their worth to their output because, I mean, that's kind of the industry standard that we're told. And so it can be very hard to realize that that's not the case. For you, you were an engineering manager and that helped you realize that was not the case, which is fantastic. <laughs> but how did your own relationship with your manager now that you're an IC again change? Oh yeah, that's actually a, a really good question. I think because I have gone through, I've experienced uh, you know, management for myself, I also I have a greater empathy for what my manager goes through. And when my manager goes away and deals with PSC, the performance summary cycle at Facebook, um, and he, he disappears for a while, I can totally understand. And I just have a lot more empathy and understanding for, for that kind of activity and like why it's important. Kind of funny, I think most people think performance reviews are like a waste of time. And I definitely thought that they were too initially, but I've started to realize again with this, the benefit of having been a manager, I start to realize a little bit better, like what some of these things were again, like things like performance reviews are for and like how I as an engineer can actually use them to my advantage instead of seeing them as just like a disruption to my day, because you can certainly see things like that as, you know, like a waste of time. But if you're interested in your growth and you are interested in, you know, helping others see the work that you're doing, because, you know, especially in big companies, it's not always very visible, then those performance things are really important. So I think my relationship now with my manager is such that, again, I have a great, good understanding of what he's up to. And I think that also gives him the confidence and the trust to you know discuss other things with me. For example, like there's people on the team that maybe he feels that I could, you know, share some of my experiences with. I also really value those kind of connections and like, oh yeah, maybe that's a, that's another way I can be impactful is to help others be impactful. So I appreciate those kinds of connections. So I think the the relationship that we have is like our, our one-on-ones tend to be like pretty much not, we never, we almost never talk about like status updates. We talk about like lots of different future looking things and like people things and I kind of like that. I think it's uh, it's the kind of one-on-one that you know I, I gain a lot of energy from. So I, I like that. You have been privy to this whole world that a lot of ICs will never see. It sounds like it's been really impactful for you. One of the other things I'm really, really curious about 
is that we've just had this conversation, right, about how engineering management can be very difficult. It can be very full of emotions. Your good days are different. Your bad days are way different. We talk a lot about the relationship from manager to IC. Like, how do you help your IC? We don't talk as much about how can an IC support their manager, especially knowing that they're probably going through a lot more stressors than you may be on your day or whatever you're being stressed about might be amplified for them. How can I support my manager? Oh, that's a really great question. And I think, you know, it's not going to sound very smart saying this, but I think actually the one of the best things to do is actually to share exactly what you just said Jen with your manager and say hey you know I know they're going through um, a lot I don't I don't maybe I don't have a lot of context about what you do but I would love to help make your job a little bit more easier I think I mentioned this you know um, as like the the second year of, of management I started to think more about how to scale myself and that was when I started actually having more conversations with my team and being more open like hey I need help on this thing not because I can't do it, but because I think it's much better for someone else to make this decision and you know, have that ownership over this decision. If I gave them enough context, then I felt like I would, I could trust their judgment and that they would do a good job of it. I think one of the easiest things to do here is just having that conversation with your manager. And if your manager trusts you, they will probably say like, oh, you know, there's like a thousand things I want to do that I, I don't have the time to do. I would love for someone to come in and take ownership of those things and that is a a really great way to start that conversation with your manager just to see you know what they are going through but also if you're ever interested in management is actually also a really great way to expose yourself a little bit more to what managers have to go through so funnily enough um at netflix i had that same conversation with my manager because i was trying to understand like what he did all the time and he was telling me like, oh you know i spend so much time like looking through linkedin and, and trying to hire because we have this headcount we need to fill and so i was like oh how can I help you you know like I know a couple people like maybe I can do some reach outs uh I think he really um you know he really valued that trusted me enough to like do a couple just to see you know get my feet wet and experience it myself but that also helped him scale himself because you know like the less time you need to uh, spend on one thing frees up your time to do other things there are lots of different activities like that whether it's hiring or writing up strategic plans or coaching someone on your team those are things that managers often will really appreciate help with uh, on the team so those are nice ways you can help support your manager maybe take a little bit off their plate or even just maybe just ask how they're doing you know Mm -hmm. i find that like exactly yeah you know my manager asks me a lot how i'm doing and i'm like wait but i should be asking you like you're really in charge of all of us during this horrible time (laughs) this can't be good you know yeah i mean being a manager during this time is really difficult especially if i don't know i feel like being a manager for a fully remote team is really difficult is it just the async sort of nature of it all i think it's the async nature of it all and you know communication is so much about body language and you know like the really subtle nuances like i don't know like just how someone looks at you or like how someone face changes when you say something like those are very tiny details that we don't really think about but like subconsciously you know are all a part of communication so i think it's really hard to do that and i think part of why it would be hard to be a manager right now and i don't envy anyone in that position is because especially if you're a new manager of the team trying to build trust 
uh, over like VC is really difficult, I think. And for manager, trust is like the number one capital I think that you have with your team. If your team doesn't trust you, then you're gonna be doing your job with your arms tied behind your back. It's just really difficult and not a position that I think managers want to be in. So yeah, I do think that even if you don't actually or not are able or not able to take on some of these tasks that managers have to do in order to help them, even as what you suggested, like asking them how their day is going, you know, is can go a long way in helping the man your manager feel supported by you too. Yeah. Managers managers are managers people are people, too. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they are, yeah. they're people. They need it too. I think the longer that I've been in this career, the more I have seen engineering manager and IC relationship as symbiotic. You know, there's different stages of it. There's one where it's like, you're my boss and you tell me what to do. Then maybe you get to a stage where you're like, actually, you're like, you know, servant leadership. Um, you're meant to, to to help me grow and be there for me. And then you get to a stage where you're like, you're like the mind galaxy meme where you're like, <laughs> we help each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where I feel like we're at this point and very important during this time. All right. Exactly. So as we wind it down, especially when you are someone who is an IC and your engineering manager is new to this. What, what's your biggest advice for the ICs who are having a, a new manager come on board and that manager is new to engineering management? So if you're new to engineering management, like completely brand new, the one of the things that I would have found helpful initially when I was doing the, that same transition, that first year transition myself would, would have been, I think, just feedback. Like, hey, you know, I think, you know, like you might be spending a bit too much time reviewing my code and, uh, you know, like the problem really isn't the code itself, but the requirements are totally unclear. Like we don't really know what we need to do. I think as a new manager, one one thing ICs can really do to help your, your, your uh, like a branding manager is just pointing out things like that. Like, hey, I've noticed that we often spend so much time just going back and fixing these problems, not because our code is bad, but because the requirements were never clear and because there was a lot of back and forth and you know, people couldn't make up their minds, so we just had to go with something and they hated it and or whatever. Like surfacing these problems, I think, to, to new managers can be really helpful. And, you know, letting them know, like, hey, I think you're the best person to solve this problem. And I mean, and we would really could really use your support here. Having that conversation is a really good way to start, especially if you're a very tenured IC on the team. You've been on the team, you've had a lot of experience and you have a good understanding of the, the different types of problems. Oftentimes, I think like you become the your new manager's best friend like, if you're the, <laughs> you're the person who's, who's seen the most. Because you can point out all of these things that the manager can focus their time on, and then I think slowly, especially for new managers, like you also have to just be kind of patient with them. Like they're they're lear they're obviously learning the job. Chances are they may have been your colleague, right? They could have been an engineer on the team that took on the role as of of the new manager, and they're also feeling their way around and trying to learn the job. So be patient with them and um, help them help you. I think something that ma new managers will really appreciate. Yeah, that is all great advice. Help them help you. And yeah, definitely you need patience. I mean, they're taking on a completely new role. Have some empathy for what they're going through or sympathy. Not sure which one, but one of those. <laughs> both. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of both. A little bit of comedy. Definitely. A little bit of comedy. 
Is there anything else you want to share before we sign off? I would like to say, if you're listening and you're considering engineering management, I think it can be a really rewarding career. It's just like engineering; it's not necessarily a role that's cut out for everybody. But there is a, a really great chance that you know you might really enjoy it. One of the things I was really Happy that I could have honest, really, really honest conversations with was when I was a manager at Netflix. My manager, who was a who was the director of the organization, I shared these concerns I had about management really openly, and I told him, you know, like I don't really know if I enjoy this. I'm having second thoughts about I want to go back to be an IC. And the thing I really liked was he didn't just say. Try to discourage me, or you know, try to like change my mind. But he helped me. He just asked me questions. He just was like, "Oh, help me understand." You know, so what? What's making you feel this way? Like, what would you rather be doing? And just trying to understand. And I think what I'm trying to say here is, if you're considering management, I highly encourage just spending some time introspecting to yourself and thinking about some of these like questions, and they can maybe illuminate whether or not you should try out the role. But one of the things that my manager asked me that I thought was really helpful was, "What brings you ultimate joy at work?" And he shared his own story of how, yes, he certainly enjoyed the programming, but for him, watching someone on his team grow and becoming really successful was so, so it gave him so much joy that it overshadowed the the cons of giving up programming. And I really like that because, again, you know, management is not for everyone. Even engineering is not for anyone. So having the time to just Introspect, think about what brings you joy at work, and then shaping your career so you can do that is such a wonderful privilege to have. So if you do have the time and ability to do that, and the opportunity to potentially switch to management, I highly encourage you know just taking the time, just really contemplating what does bring me that ultimate joy, and ultimately also. Don't forget that you're not making this decision alone, and your colleagues, your team members, your friends can, you know, give you valuable advice too, and the community too. So if you know, if if anyone would find it helpful, I'd be very happy to to talk through with you as well if anyone's considering that transition. That is excellent advice. I love also that we kind of brought it back to Marie Kondo spark joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What sparks joy in your work? Yeah, it's yep. such an important point. All right, that was just lovely. That was the perfect note to end on. Thank you, Laura. And thank you for being here. This was fantastic. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> you answered so many of my questions. It was fantastic. <laughs> thank you for having me. Another shout out to Lauren for coming on the podcast. If you want to follow her on Twitter, her handle is sugarpirate with an underscore at the end. As always, thanks for listening, and I will see you next week.